You're listening to episode 12 of Chirps, a St. Louis Cardinals podcast for Birds on the Black. He's Alex, I'm Tara, and this is Rivalry Week. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is a bit of an unconventional episode for me. I'm recording, well, now you can hear it in the background. I'm in an airport. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to be in a hotel room in Detroit. Um, travel is complicated when I'm involved, and as a result, I'm stuck in an airport. But through the brilliance of modern technology, Alex is here with me at least uh via the internet and we're recording a podcast man we're gonna get it done for you guys so um alex i hope your day has been less eventful but maybe more i've just been sitting at an airport yeah. so i don't really know where to go with that <laughs> yeah no i'm happy to be with you via the uh internet and not actually sitting at an airport yeah, uh, this yeah, late at night. <laughs> no offense or anything but i i hate being at airports yeah, it's um, a necessary evil as far as my life is concerned at this point. But uh, the good news is there has been plenty of Cardinals content thanks to winter warm-up happening and just some interviews that aren't necessarily the most entertaining, um, but it is content. However, this year, the most entertaining thing has been the igniting of the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry in January, which is not normally when we see this kick off, but um, there were some comments over the weekend, of course, Cubs convention and winter warm-up happening simultaneously, which is a really fascinating dynamic as well, because, you know, comments were happening in the moment, and then moments later, the players from the opposing team were able to respond or to counteract those comments or whatever the case may be, uh, unless you're Yadier Molina, and then you just take to Instagram as one does. Um, but for context, if somehow you've been living under a rock and you missed it, uh, Chris Bryant in front of a room full of Cubs fans um, essentially said that he wouldn't ever want to play in St. Louis. He found the city a bit boring. That was then um, continued, carried on by Ryan Dempster, who was playing the host of this talk show style Q&A. I'm not exactly sure what was going on there. Um, but word got out to Cardinals players, uh, mostly because it got out to the fans. And then the fans who were either at winter warmup or at um, the Cardinals caravan events were able to directly ask the players to respond and respond they did. Alex, we're going to dive into this um, because I think it's the most fun thing that has happened all winter. Uh, but but let's sort of start from the beginning with what Chris Bryant said and how it instantly sparked this back and forth between fans that then turned into players. Yeah, and uh, let me just go ahead and read his exact quote, just so um, in the event no one knows, someone out there doesn't know what we're talking about or had forgotten what he said, um, it'll, it'll give this whole thing some context. But he basically said, who would want to play in St. Louis? So boring. It's so boring. I always get asked, where do you like to play? Where do you not like to play? St. Louis is on the list where I don't like to play. And as you said, this was at the Cubs convention um, at Ryan Dempster's kind of dopey little talk show thing. Um, and this to me is a very appropriate venue uh, 
for a comment like this, where he's kind of playing in the crowd. And, and you know, if you watched it, the, a lot of fans in the crowd cheered because it's fun when one of your best players uh, or your best player, you know, rips on, rips on your rival. Uh, that's fun stuff. And what he said was, to me, rather innocuous. Um, again, I found it completely appropriate um, considering the, the venue and, and what these sort of fan conventions are supposed to be. I would probably have different feelings if he said something to the effect of like St. Louis is a hellhole or, or something like that. You know, he didn't, he didn't say that. And um, he was just trying to be fun. I, I think he's a nice guy. I don't think we have any evidence to the contrary um, that he's anything but a nice guy. So yeah, I was completely fine with his comments. Um, I also want to note that I'm not from St. Louis. I've never lived in St. Louis and that uh, probably 80% of my trips to St. Louis have been to go to Cardinals games. Um, with that said, I've, I've probably been close to, I don't know, 80 to 100 times. I, I'm not for sure. And I've always had a wonderful time in St. Louis. I love the city. Uh, one thing that always sticks out to me is how easy it is, how easy it is to just drive downtown, get a hotel for, get a nice hotel for, you know, not a horribly expensive price, walk to the stadium. I've always had a great time there. I've always enjoyed the people I've met, the, the food I've had, all that stuff. So I personally love St. Louis and, and I love Chicago too. I used to live in Chicago and it's possibly my favorite city um, anywhere. Um, that said, I loved, loved, loved everything that Yadier Molina said in response. Um, and I have no idea if he was being serious. I don't know if steam was coming out of his ears as he was typing on his Instagram. Um, and for those who don't know, he called him a loser. And uh, what else did he say? Uh, only stupid players, stupid, play yeah, yeah. stupid players <laughs> make comments like that. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I don't, again, I don't know if steam was coming out of his ears when he was doing this, or if he had like kind of a smirk on his face and was just laughing either way. I'm all for it. I think, uh, even though I thought Brian's comments were fine, I think it's also fine to stick up for your city, especially when, you know, to understand the context. And it is easy for me to relate to this as someone who grew up in downstate Illinois. Um, and again, I love Chicago, but anyone who grew up in downstate Illinois will tell you what it's like talking to someone from Chicago about how they view anything in Illinois South of I-80. Mm -hmm. um, there's absolutely like an inferiority complex uh, involved with us versus them. Um, and there's probably something similar going on here. Uh, so yeah, long live Yachty. I, I thought it was great. I loved, and I think you, po you first pointed this out to me, how all the players started like I'm not on Instagram, so I don't know quite how it works. They all kind of like started like either favoriting his comment or like adding a little fire emoji, uh, <laughs> all that stuff. And I live it's just for great. the Instagram comments. It is yeah, the greatest it's just, joy. <laughs> it's just great for the rivalry. And, um, you know, you and I were talking about this a little before we started recording, but it's funny that Chris Bryant has kind of caught the brunt of this because something tells me, you know, Ryan Dempster also chimed in and he basically said, uh, you know, uh, you know, when I was playing, that was the last place I wanted to play. If, you know, they were going to trade me, I would always say no way in hell can you trade me to St. Louis. Um, <laughs> something tells me if you had asked him to elaborate on that, it might've gone to an unpleasant place. Um, and I don't know. It's also like, yeah, Ryan Dempster, we don't really, we didn't really want you either. <laughs> you know? yeah. so it's yeah, kind it of it felt a lot more personal when Dempster got in on it. With with it did. With it felt a little Bryant, more personal. It seemed like it was just kind of like this, you know, fun doing something with the fans to get them riled up. All of a sudden, Dempster jumped in, and it was like, whoa, this 
this got serious <laughs> and it got personal. Yeah, and, yeah, and and, and I think he fancies himself like a comedian. You know, yeah. he, he does those like Harry Carey impressions. He's like the <laughs> you know hundredth person to to chime in with a Harry Carey impression. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I overall I think the whole thing is great, and I, I'm kind of curious to get your take. And real quick, like you kind of have a similar perspective as I do, right? Like you're not from, you yeah. also didn't grow up in St. Louis. And yeah. It's interesting that you brought that up because I, I do think that plays a part in this. You know, you feel a bit more defensive of a place that is your home. Absolutely. Um, and I've never, I've never lived in St. Louis. It's it, my grandmother lived there. My dad grew up there. So I have, you know, sort of roots that make me um, a bit more biased in favor of the city, but it's not my home. So I guess, I think the reactions are probably a bit more dramatic for people who do have that tie to the city. That said, similarly, I've had nothing but lovely experiences in the city of St. Louis. And I love being there. I love being there for games. I love um, the the opportunities that I've had to spend some time in that downtown area. And I know that the city has its issues. Every major city does. Every minor city does. They're just not publicized. Um, no, I, I love St. Louis. And, and the the vibe for baseball fans and players in that city is something that's really special, um, which is why it's always interesting to me for baseball players to knock it because that's like, that's what you do in St. Louis <laughs> is, is go to baseball games. Um, but similarly, I thought that Chris Bryan's comments were pretty harmless, um, pretty entertaining. And I think I even said on Twitter, this is exactly what he should be saying. If it was, mm -hmm. you know, if it was uh, Harrison Bader making a comment about Chicago in front of a, a group of Cardinals fans, that's exactly what you'd want him to say is essentially like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But in the context of, of this whole thing, that's exactly what Cardinals fans have wanted Dexter Fowler to say for two seasons, right? Is to say, this is where I want to be. I don't want to be in Chicago. So this idea that, that Bryant saying that he would rather play in Chicago <laughs> is not really that harmful. Um, like I said, I think it took a, a bit of a different turn when Dempster jumped in, but I am also not surprised that there was instantly these reactions from both fan bases, right? Cardinals fans getting riled up and Cubs fans mocking the Cardinals fans for getting riled up and then it going back and forth. That's just what rival fan bases do. Lost in all of this, though, before I get to the Yachty thing, because Yachty on Instagram is like one of my top five favorite things of all time. Um, but before we get there... I just want to give proper credit to John Brebbia for being uh, maybe the instigator of what turned this into such an issue. And my good friend Rodney in Peoria uh, was the one who tweeted out the comment from John Brebbia from the Cardinals caravan, um, his response to the Chris Bryant comments being, cry me a river, loser, <laughs> <laughs> which is... I, I genuinely didn't think it was real. I thought that it was a made up, a made up quote, um, or, or out of context or something. I, I genuinely did not believe that it was something that actually came out of John Brebbia's mouth. Turns out it is. <laughs> and I think it's hilarious because Brebbia seems like this very quiet, um, sort of, uh, underrated guy who's not known very well. And he also seems to me kind of like this very brainiac intellectual type. So for his comment to be cry me a river loser <laughs> was just so out of what I perceive John Brebbia's character to be. 
Um, but that's sort of what jump started this. And, and all of a sudden that took off and, and Cubs fans started picking up on that and, and complaining about that. And then we got the Yadier Molina Instagram post. And yes, like I said, uh, his post was fascinating. Maybe an underrated part of that was the uh, Ryan Dempster giving up a home run in the third <laughs> picture in, in the uh, series there. Um, Yadier Molina doesn't play when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Instagram trolling, but the comments from his teammates and, and Yadi in the comments, just messing with Cubs fans. It was, it was the most fun I've had in a long time. So can I interject here really quick? Because yeah, a very uh, underrated or even unnoticed part of Yadier Molina's Instagram thing is the second picture is a picture of Chris Bryant just uh, mm-hmm. with this kind of like almost like derp looking uh, look on his face, just staring <laughs> straight ahead. But he's in an Iowa Cubs uniform. <laughs> and I don't know. I really hope that Yadier Molina did that to kind of poke the bear of, ha-ha, the Cubs kept you down. You know, the, the <laughs> Cubs totally screwed you over and manipulated your service time. Here's a picture of you uh, looking like a doofus in your Iowa Cubs uniform. I have no problem believing that that's absolutely a part of the story for Molina because he's so – I mean, the, those pictures were chosen intentionally. Um, if he just wanted a picture of Chris Bryant and Ryan Dempster, <laughs> I doubt those are the first two that pop up in a Google search. <laughs> and then he, he stayed on, um, as far as I understand, Instagram and continued to just like uh, stuff random Instagram commenters into garbage yeah. cans who were, who were yeah. like, arguing with them. And uh, as far as I know, he's still online arguing with like completely random people, Cubs fans on Instagram. Uh, if, if anything, I might have to join Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm telling you, the second I saw that, I went straight for the comments <laughs> because I knew, I, I was curious to see what players, what teammates would jump in um, because they usually do some, you know, whether it's just like you said, the fire emojis or some, some fairly simple comment. Um, but I was curious to see which players would jump into this back and forth um, Matt Carpenter was one of the first guys in on it, which mm-hmm. was a little bit surprising to me. Um, but then, you know, you start to see Yachty hanging out in that comment section. Just anyone who's coming at him, he's coming right back. And it was, I know it's interesting to me to watch the sort of dynamic shifts in in the reactions from the fan bases because um, Cubs fans were initially mad that Cardinals fans were mad. And then Cubs fans got mad that Yachty was mad. <laughs> and Yachty was like, all right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so I, I have uh, a couple more comments on on Chris Bryant that I meant to mention earlier, but I think it's worth noting that he's from Las Vegas. Yeah. And if you're from Las Vegas, then uh, I should also note that Las Vegas to me is like my nightmare. Uh, I've only been there once, uh, <laughs> but just the very idea of just kind of what it's about um, is just not not for me. Um, but that's okay. You know, it's obviously other people absolutely love it. Um, but you can see how if someone came from Las Vegas and then, uh, you know, lived in Chicago that I, I could see why someone might feel like St. Louis is um, boring or, you know, doesn't have like uh, quite the nightlife that those cities have or whatever. Um, second, and I, this kind of got glossed over as well, but I believe it was Fowler who tweeted out or, or maybe he mentioned it at the winter warm up that, 
Chris Bryant had sent him a text message, basically apologizing. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he was supposed to like pass it on to Yadier Molina, if it was just like an in general apology. But when I saw that, I was kind of like, just like, oh, come on, don't apologize. Like this yeah, is getting absolutely. good. Uh, you you wimp. <laughs> like you know, like. Uh, um, but I think that's kind of Chris Bryant's. Uh, personality uh i'm I'm implying i'm assuming a little bit here but he just seems like a super nice guy who probably uh not in a million years did he ever want to um whip up this frenzy or whatever you want to call it It just doesn't seem like the type of type of guy he is and i I don't mean that in any way uh necessarily positive or negative he's always seemed just like a very very good guy who's awesome at baseball um and, and speaking of fowler uh i almost feel bad for him because we know he has genuine friends um, who are on the yep. Cubs, who are still on the Cubs. And he's probably like, dang it, like, I'm just trying to, like, fit, you know, I'm trying to do whatever I can to, like, mesh with the Cardinals. And now, like, all these people want me to come out and, and like, uh, you know, bash my formal, my former team and my former friends. Trying friend. to be done but, talking about yeah, the Cubs. Yeah, like, he's always kind of stuck with this, like, push and pull between the Cardinals and the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, so I hope people aren't going to hold it against him if he doesn't come out and like just totally fillet the Cubs like like Yadier Molina did. Like, you know, he has a completely different relationship with that organization than Yadier Molina does. Um, and so, although if if you're one if you're one to watch uh, the likes on Instagram, Dex did like Yadier Molina's post. No, so, all right, okay. There you go. Well, he probably there felt like go. he had to once all yeah. <laughs> twenty four other members. Everyone, yeah, else, everyone else did. Um, no, but as far as Dex is concerned, I did think it was funny. He was, of course, asked about it. Um, and his response was more in light of who Yadier Molina is. And, and Dex, um, first of all, on, on an unrelated note, it was so good to see Dex looking happy and like the Dexter Fowler that we've been waiting to see again. Um, just on a personal level, that was that was really nice to see this weekend and in, in all of the coverage. Um, but I did hear his comment on this whole debacle. And he basically said, you know, I, I love the passion that Yachty plays with, um, but it's really easy to get him going. And I kind of like to, to stir the, the pot a little bit. So um, it's great when he gets going about something, but it's not that hard to get him going. So, um, you know, I think that, and everybody that was asked about it this weekend just spoke to the passion of Yadier Molina. And I think for me, that really showcases so much about, um, first of all, this whole rivalry thing to me is so good for baseball because we're all talking about it and we're all excited about it in January when there's snow on the ground and another snowstorm coming to the Midwest. And we're, so invested already in what the 2019 version of this rivalry is going to look like. Um, and then the, the part of that that I think is so fascinating to kind of go to a, a bit of a serious note as far as the season is concerned, this season feels different to me. This feels like the first time in a long time where the Cubs and the Cardinals are coming into the season really on equal playing field you know there's not necessarily a clear favorite it's not what the the years where the cardinals played big brother for so long and it's not the last you know three or four or five years where the cubs have been you know making their move up in the division and since 2015 um the cardinals haven't been that that competitive with the Cubs as far as the overall season goes. So this year feels different. I think the players feel that. I think Molina said as much in his 
uh, winter warm-up media session that this year feels different. And this sort of back and forth, this sort of rivalry, they're all excited about it. And I think part of it is that they finally feel like they're they've they're they're starting from the same point when you know the first pitch of the first game happens neither one of them has a clear edge that's why i love it uh this is great and um it it kind of brings up a question in my head that i want to ask you which is how much of this do you think will carry over um Mm -hmm. to say the first game let's fast forward to the first game at bush stadium um my guess is it'll be like Chris Bryant just getting booed uh, mercifully, which will be wonderful. I, I, I love it when um, we boo the other team, the other rival. I think it's all in good fun, and I'm, I'm very pro-booing. Um, I can't imagine it'll go past that. Like I'm not – and hopefully we're not talking about like a Brandon Phillips type situation. Uh, but <laughs> what do you think will be uh, the carryover from this? If anything, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to stick around um, because neither Cubs fans or Cardinals fans can let anything go, <laughs> um, which is great. You know, again, the rivalry I think is good for baseball. It's good for the division. It's good for the the cities that these teams play in. Um, but I also think that Adam Wainwright likes to call this stuff bulletin board material. Um, I think they're going to talk about it. I think they're going to use this internally, even if it does, even if it dies down a bit, um, as far as the fan base is concerned. And I think that's a great thing. I think that, you know, to some degree, the Cardinals have been lacking that edge for the last handful of years. Um, and if they can sort of create that out of a, a pretty harmless Chris Bryant comment in, in January, um, you know, I think that is going to bode well for them. Now, it's easy to say that um, it's a lot harder to turn that bulletin board material into results on the field. And that's where, um, you know, that's where there's still a lot of questions. We've talked a lot about where the question marks still are for this team. Um, but it's, it's fun to see that they're so invested and that there seems to be this, um, this change in the dynamic of the players and in the way that they can respond or that they're choosing to respond, um, maybe a bit more aggressively instead of passively. Uh, and I think that that will carry over for the team, even if, like I said, the fan base sort of um, gets gets over it to some degree before the season actually gets underway. Yeah. Oh, and I just remembered uh, one other question I wanted to ask you. Do you think the fan base would have had such an immediate reaction to what he said had it not been this situation, which it is right now, which is it's still late January and there's still very good free agents out there that, that we would like to bring over, you know, to St. Louis, maybe Um, we meaning us, the fans, that doesn't sound like the front office is as interested as we are Um, because that's kind of how it was for me. I'm like, Whoa, Hey buddy, calm down. You're friends with Bryce Harper. Don't be saying this. You know, this isn't good. Um, That's immediately where I went with it, which, uh, you know, I think remove that component from the whole, from the whole thing. I still would have had like, uh, you know, Oh, this is fun. Like let's, you know, hopefully someone claps back and reaction to it. But the fact that there are so many good free agents out there and the fact that I think, the Cardinals and especially Cardinals fans already kind of have this like chip on their shoulder when it comes to, a, you know, can the organization attract free agents like they used to? Um, I think that whole thing added a little bit more to this. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, the fact that he's a noted close friend of Bryce Harper, as we've seen all through the offseason, um, certainly plays into this when he's still an option out there. And, and but on, a, on a serious note, to some degree, there's a concern that, that St. Louis in general and the Cardinals more specifically have a bit of a perception problem. Um, and they're trying to correct course on that. And I think a, a large part of that is whatever the culture was that had um, become the norm and they're trying to combat that. So then to hear from not only other players, but your fiercest rival and the very close friend of uh, a premier free agent that's still available, that there's this sense of I'd never, ever, ever want to play there. Um, yeah, I think it comes into play. I think that it, it incites the crowd, perhaps, the fans more than um, the front office. But I do think that's a, a, a real part of what they have to be considering um, when there are these big name free agents that have chosen other places than rather than coming to St. Louis. So th- that is, you know, on a, a more um, serious note of all of this, a, a, an issue where I think the Cardinals have to be aware. Um, and I do think that it exaggerated the reaction a bit for, for sure. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what a what a what an experience like this with the players um it's funny sometimes things like this will bring players will bring teammates together in a way that you know just uh what, what was it a couple of years ago the 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 trip to the escape room in spring training can't um and that yeah, might just help last them. Year, wasn't it? was it just it's, last year it all I, it all runs together yeah. <laughs> but the point is you know something like this can can unite guys around um, each other and their passion for what they're doing as a unit. Um, and that can help that perception problem that there seems to be for the Cardinals. So I, like I said, I think it's great. I think it's fun. I think it's like bat flips and emotion in baseball. I want more of it. <laughs> um, but I also think that it, it could potentially be a, a really, um, when you look back at the end of the year, it could be a, a, a moment where you can say, oh, this is when this is when this team really came together. Yeah, and I think that's also why it was so nice to see basically the entire team line up on Instagram. Insta- again, yeah. I'm <laughs> it, I, I, I'm talking about Instagram, and I don't even uh, I, I'm probably I don't know how the lingo down right, but how they were like basically they all lined up behind Yachty and said, you know, right. we're on your side here. <laughs> Got uh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, like I said, the rivalry is, is back in full force. I think it is, has taken a different tone already. Um, but Alex, that sort of leads us into what we want to do for the chirp of the week this week, which is a bit different, um, but it's a, it's a really interesting question. So the chirp of the week, you know, it was a, it was a three-day weekend and this week, and I was running around and busy, and I, I originally wanted to uh, come up with the all-Cardinals-Cubs team, which is uh, the lineup where uh, – from each position, uh, find the best player who's played for both teams. Well, I ran out of time, didn't have time to do that. Um, and so instead, I just cherry-picked your idea, Tara. Um, I saw you ask on Twitter earlier. You said, hey, St. Louis Cardinals fans and Cubs and Cubs fans, what's your favorite memory of this rivalry? Well, Ben Godar uh, of Viva Albertos, uh, if you don't read Ben, you absolutely should. He's, uh, he's great. He, he chimed in, everything before 2015 and nothing after. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I thought fair. that was a good response. I, I personally liked it on uh, Twitter. Um, 
But it had me thinking, what is the best moment of this rivalry in the 2015 and on era? Uh, you know, meaning since the Cubs have kind of usurp, you know, usurped the Cardinals in the standings and in prestige and in pretty much every other category you can think of. Uh, <laughs> two stuck out to me. And the first is the most recent one. Uh, which is, and we've talked about this, I feel like pretty recently, and that's the Fowler walk-off home run mm -hmm. uh, from this past year. Uh, one that came the night after uh, Colton Wong won on a, on a walk-off home run. You remember that game, I'm sure, Tara, right? I do, I do. Okay. Vaguely. Yeah. Faint memory. And it was great because it was a Sunday night baseball game. Uh, it wasn't just a walk-off home run, but we were down a run. Um, and it wasn't just a walk-off home run because it also just barely left the fence and just barely out of reach of one uh, Jason Hayward, who, as many know, used to play for the Cardinals and then decided to go uh, play for the Cubs. Uh, but that's not going to be my answer, uh, mostly because I fell asleep in like the uh, – I don't remember what <laughs> inning that game ended, but I was not up to see it. Uh, I was on vacation with my family in Asheville and uh, – it had been a long weekend and I bailed at like the 11th inning or I don't know when. And so since I wasn't there to see it, I'm not going to, I'm going to bump that one down and I'm going to say the best moment of the rivalry in 2015 on was from July 8th, 2015. And there's two things to remember about this game. The first is, is game at Wrigley field. The first is Yadier Molina got ejected. I feel like he got ejected while the ball was in play. Um, I might have to go back and look at that, but he basically was upset. I believe if I if memory serves, he was upset about a pitch earlier that he thought was a strike that was called a ball or something like that. Anyway, whoever was up hit the hit the ball in play, and you know runners were coming around to score, and Yachty is in the face of the home plate umpire. Uh, it was pretty much an overreaction on Yachty's part, but that's okay. Um, and the umpire ejected him again. I feel like he ejected him while the ball was in play. Um, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, but if I'm correct, then I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. But more importantly, the Cardinals entered the top of the ninth, down 5-4. And first two batters got out. But then Matt Carpenter, um, as he's wont to do, he drew a walk. And then up came Johnny Peralta. And he hit just a uh, with uh, on a 1-2 count. Um, a delivery from Pedro Strobe. He just hit a rope to left center. Um, that just barely made that basket um, at Wrigley and, and the Wrigley stands. And I was up watching that game and it was one of those games where it was already late um, already, especially if you're someone like me who lives in the Eastern time zone. But I was just so excited that I just like stayed up for two hours after the game, you know, watching the replays over and over and over again. And it was also a very important game because that's when the Cubs first started kind of, you know, knocking on the Cardinals door and, uh, the day before the Cardinals, the Cubs had swept the Cardinals in a doubleheader. And I believe if they had lost that game, the Cubs would have, you know, been like only two games out of the Cardinals when instead two games behind the Cardinals, but instead it pushed the Cardinals lead to four games. And it was just uh, every once in a while, I still go back to that game um, and watch that home run. And it's a good reminder that even when, um, you know, Johnny Peralta uh, had, had a very fine career and even very fine career with the Cardinals, but he's not going to like crack the list of the 10 most memorable Cardinals ever. But even so, almost any player who spent at least a little bit of time in a Cardinals uniform, you can always find one moment like that. And that's Johnny Peralta's moment. Um, 
kicking the Cubs in the teeth right when we all needed it. So that is my chirp of the week. Tara, I'm kind of curious, uh, not necessarily 2015 on, but you can use that as a guidepost if you want to. But what is your favorite memory of the Cardinals-Cubs rivalry? Well, Alex, funny you should ask. Um, As you can probably tell by the audio quality of this bit here, (laughs) I was unable to answer Alex's question in the moment. See, as I mentioned at the beginning, I was at an airport, depending on the airport Wi-Fi, which failed me, sabotaged, if you will, at that very moment. So my answer to Alex's question would be one of two games Obviously, to stay on brand, the Colton Wong walk-off that he alluded to earlier, but honestly, one of my favorite games, favorite moments of all time was the Carlos Marmol walk-off wild pitch and the mad dash home by Adron Chambers. That is a highlight that uh, will never leave me as far as Cubs-Cardinals rivalry games go. So since Alex isn't here to help me wrap up the show, you can just insert the witty, intelligent Alex comment here, and then I'll close the show without him. Of course, you can follow Alex on Twitter at AlexCards79. You can follow me on Twitter at Tara Wellman. You can follow Birds on the Black at Birds on the Black. And you can also subscribe to the Birds on the Black podcast. That's how you get this here show every Wednesday delivered directly to whatever your podcast listening service of choice might be. As always, we appreciate your listening. We appreciate engaging in conversation with you about this topic for the next couple of days. So please, if you have any comments, any concerns, any critiques, well, maybe keep those to yourself. But if you have anything to say about the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry and where it stands this season, please feel free to reach out to let us know. We love to continue this conversation as we go along. And we'll be back with you next week to maybe keep talking about the developments of the Yadier Molina frenzy on Instagram, but maybe we'll have real baseball to talk about as well. So for Alex, I'm Tara, and we'll talk to you then.